This is Dennis Reekin, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Colin Likas. He survived his ski trip to Colorado. That's right. Joining us back in studio, I'm Jim Rosso, Evan Kahn, Tamara McDaniel. We missed you bad last week. <laughs> Colin Matt Daniels did a heck of a job. Thank you to Matt for filling in. He did great. Had plenty of guests. We got plenty more this week, thanks to Colin. We got a special night at, uh, brewing down in Tolono. We'll yeah. tell you about a uh, celebrity, Brian Cardinal, in the house. What's Anything else? No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> trying to lead into you. Nice, I like it. I, I, I didn't know what else you might have to talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll have guests from uh, Paxton Buckley Loda here shortly. Also mm-hmm. have guests from uh, St. Joseph Ogden and uh, Villa Grove Heritage and Judah Christian. We're going to have some live guests from, uh, although I'll be live guests, thankfully, but we're going to have some in-studio guests from Judah Christian boys basketball here. Uh, one of them scored his thousandth career point Boom. recently, so we'll be sure to talk about that. But uh, yeah, your uh, your unity discussion. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, yeah. Well, let, you, I, want, you want to bring it up now? You want to save well, it? Well, I'd like on? to that unity tweeted out today that mm-hmm. uh, Brian Cardinal is going to be in the house. Uh, Elise Knutson set to break the school scoring record. That's right, Mr. Cardinals school scoring record the yes. overall she already owns the girls record right she's owned it for a little so while so brian now. being the nice guy that he is one of my favorite athletes of all time has made the trip over from indiana to help her celebrate what should be a pretty cool moment tonight yeah that's awesome i mean uh she only needs uh 15 points i believe so that's not uh that's definitely not a stretch for elise she's been over 15 points almost every okay. game this year for the rockets i can only think of one off the top of my head that uh, didn't maybe she didn't score 15 All points right. in so yeah she should be able to do it and uh, good luck to her trying to accomplish that it's going to be on a, a one tomorrow so um, uh, check out robin schultz's photo gallery uh, from Tolona. you were down in uh, tuscola friday night for a game that kind of caught my eyes and that talking uh, about the boys game yeah yes. the surprising outcome that pbl uh uh, did to Tuscola. I don't know. Uh, the The result wasn't so surprising, but I think it, what did surprise some people was just the margin of victory for Paxton mm-hmm. going on the road and really shutting down a good Tuscola team, a state-ranked Tuscola team, 56-39. to 39. Uh, That was the uh, fifth win in a row for Paxton. They're going to go for number six when they start the Sangamon Valley Conference Tournament tomorrow against Moments. And uh, we're going to get into our first interview segment now with some members of the Paxton Buckley Loto Boys basketball team. I'm glad to be joined now by Drake Schrote, Dalton Busboom, and Trey Van Winkle. Guys, thank you so much for being part of our show tonight. And uh, Drake, I will throw the first question to you. I talked with Trey after the Tuscola game on Friday night, uh, so I just want to get uh, some other thoughts from you guys as well. Uh, Drake, what was the bus ride like home for you guys uh, back up north to Paxton after you guys won that game against Tuscola? I mean, we had we did have a lot of energy on the bus. <laughs> uh, somebody, we usually do have a speaker to have more energy on the bus, but somebody forgot that, but we still managed to make it work. Nice. Nice. I mean, just, uh, Drake, what uh, you guys came in expecting to win. I know your coach, uh, Adam Schonauer, told me that uh, you guys felt like you could win, and you obviously did. But, I mean, I asked Trey about this as well. Was it a surprise for you guys to, to win as effectively as you did down there in Tuscola? Yeah, we know what we are capable of. And if 
we're firing out on all cylinders, I think we can be pretty hard to beat. Well, uh, Dalton, I'll turn it over to you. I noticed uh, when I was at that game on Friday night, uh, one thing that caught my eye off the bat was just that you guys got uh, you got some of your forwards like yourself shooting threes early on. You hit a couple threes to kind of open things up, and the guards were penetrating into the paint and driving and scoring that way. It seems like a kind of reverse of what you might normally see. I mean, from an offensive standpoint, uh, how important do you feel like it was for you guys to just uh, maybe flip the script a little bit and kind of uh, score? in some different ways to start off that game? Well, we knew that they were going to go after a lot of our guards really hard and close out on them really hard, so we knew that coaches told us that they're going to have to get to the rim and find guys open, and some of our forwards like me and Colton were lucky enough to find ourselves opens and openings and opportunities to shoot the ball, and that's when we're really we're at our best is when we're able to drive the ball, kick, and find guys that are open. It's not always got to be one guy scoring or – a few guys scoring, we're really good when everyone gets to score. And so just being able to have that penetration and drive and kick is something that we found success in and kept kind of going through at the beginning of the game, and it really worked out for us towards the end. Sure, sure. And uh, Trey, uh, I know we, like I said, we talked after that game on Friday, but uh, just uh, ju- just the, the reaction you guys got from the fans, the support you guys got from the fans in Paxton coming down to Tuscola, I mean, that's not exactly a short trip down. Uh, how nice was it to kind of, I know there were still more Tuscola fans there, but how nice was it to, to get kind of a maybe a little bit of a home atmosphere down in Tuscola, have uh, that support group there for you guys that you tried to knock off the home team? Uh, it's always nice to have a big fan group supporting you. Uh, in PBL, we have a good fan group that follows us no matter where we go. And a lot of students came down to watch because they all knew that it was going to be a big game. To have them there was really, really fun. Sure. And, uh, Trey, I mean, just uh, as far as this, this five-game win streak you guys are on, I mean, there's some quality wins in it as well as quality wins before the win streak. But do you guys feel like this Tuscola win was kind of a signature win for you guys, something you can kind of just maybe build your postseason resume around when we get to the, the postseason here in about three weeks or so? Yeah, I think this was a really good win for us, and I think it showed us uh, how good we can be as a team when we work together and when we work hard. Talking with members of the Paxton Buckley Loto Boys basketball team, Drake Schrote, Dalton Busboom, and Trey Van Winkle. Uh, Drake, I will throw it back to you. The guard play, I mean, uh, we talked about it a little bit. I talked about it a little bit with Dalton here just now, but the guard play. You guys are very, very quick, very light on your feet, uh, both offensively and defensively. Take me through what the, I guess, uh, what you guys work on in practice from a guard perspective uh, that allows you, you guys to be so athletic and so difficult to stop both offensively and defensively. Uh, Coach Chuck gives us some really hard drills to show us how hard we really need to work, and it all works out in the end. Yeah, take me. Uh, can you take me through some of those drills a little bit? I, I don't want to. You'd have to reveal all your secrets, of course. But uh, just uh, what what an average practice is maybe like for you guys when you're working on certain aspects of guard play, I guess. Uh, two key words is uh, we like to call them Panther Prides, mm. and every time we hear that, we like shake our heads, and we know we have to work hard in this drill to get better. Now, uh, Dalton, uh, I know you can you can kind of pull out and, and play some guard play as well, but uh, you, you're definitely, uh, your size lends you more to being a, a forward, I know, uh, along with uh, Alex and Colton, guys like that. Uh, kind of a similar question to what I just asked Drake. As far as forward play goes, what's kind of the emphasis for you guys in practice, and what are some things you guys are really focusing on right now in order to be the best versions of yourselves down low? Well, right now we've had a lot of trouble through 
with this throughout the year, but definitely finishing around the rim is something we really work on and practice hard. We get hit with those football pads all the time and things like that, just kind of going up through contact with that. And we also work on being more versatile too, because I know we have some guys like Alex where he's kind of more inside guy, but we have other guys like me and Colton where we're kind of all over the place. And that's kind of what we want to get to the point where we have all our posts being able to play kind of all over and being able to shoot the three, drive the ball, pass the ball, dribble the ball, whatever we need to do. So that's kind of what we work on in practice, just kind of the different fundamental things to be able to be the best team we can be and have enough versatility on the court where there's not really a set position for everyone. Well, we have, we may have positions, but we're all interchangeable and can play kind of wherever we need to. Sure, sure. Now, uh, Trey, uh, we, we talk a lot about the defense with uh, with you guys, and I think rightfully so. When you hold a team uh, with the offense that Tuscola has to 39 points, it's lowest output of the season. I think it's only fair that we talk about your guys' defense. Uh, along the same line as these two questions I just asked to uh, to Drake and Dalton, uh, what is what, what, what is it like practicing in your guys' defense? I mean, when you guys are not only just working on defensive scheming, but also maybe you, you got the, the offensive side of the ball working against your guys' defense and practice just what 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 is the defensive intensity like during practices uh we work just as hard as we do in practice as we do in games the jv gives us the look on offense and we run our one two two defense almost every day in practice and i think that really helps us to work as hard as we do in practice to do that and carry it into the games Sure. Well, uh, Drake, uh, I'll get one e- one question each uh, each of you guys here before I let you guys go. One more question, Drake. You got the Sangamon Valley Conference Tournament coming up. You guys open it up against Moments on uh, on Tuesday night, uh, playing in Gilman and Onarga are your two locations. Uh, I mean, you guys, I would think, are one of the favorites to win this tournament at this point, uh, especially with the way you guys are playing right now. What is the mindset going into this tournament, and how do you like your guys' chances, Drake? Uh, I mean, the mindset for anything, in my opinion, is to win every game. And if your mindset's not to win every game, then why play the sport? But I know it's going to be pretty tough with the tough Clifton Central team. It's going to be hard to beat them twice because we know that they're going to bring a fight. Sure, sure. And uh, Dalton, your schedule doesn't get any easier after that. I mean, you got that Watsika game at home late. You go to Tutopolis for for a game, and then you're at Cisna Park to end the regular season, which is definitely a tough uh, tough challenge. Uh, how much are you guys looking forward to these last few weeks of the regular season games in order to get you guys more prepared for what's to come in the Class 2A playoffs? Well, we know throughout this season when the schedule came out that we were going to have a lot of tough opponents going through just to kind of get us prepped for these last few weeks here just be able to go into the postseason playing at our highest level possible and as seniors we know that these last two weeks are the last couple weeks any of us are going to play this kind of basketball ever again so we really want to put our best effort in these last few weeks we know that we have a bunch of tough games with going up to Cisna Park that's always tough going to the top list that's going to be real tough and then just Watsika they're always really good too so just kind of we have to keep our mindset stay focused throughout these last few weeks and not have any fall-offs for the postseason so we're firing all cylinders by the time we get into it. And Trey, uh, that postseason, I know you guys can't look too far ahead, but uh, with the resume you guys are building at 19-3 and right now, I have to imagine there's a pretty high seed in your guys' future, especially if things keep going well. What what are the expectations for you guys as far as the postseason? How far do we feel like this team can take things, I guess? Uh, it just depends on how hard we work. We 
all of us seniors, we really want to go really far, and we know we can if we play like we did, like we did against Tuscola there last Friday. And I feel like we can make it really far if we work as hard as we can and play like we can. Drake Schrout, Dalton Busboom, Trey Van Winkle, Paxton Buckley, Loto boys basketball players. Guys, thank you again for taking some time after practice today to chat, and good luck moving forward. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Well, uh, one thing before we take our first break, it appears Facebook Live for some reason is not working. I keep trying to restart it, and it's just being stubborn today, so I'm sorry to any Facebook Live listeners or any potential listeners, I suppose. Hopefully you can still get it on the radio. I, I imagine the radio is still working, at least. Uh, but we are going to take that first break. When we come back, I am going to chat with St. Joseph Ogden girls basketball coach Kevin Taylor about a very challenging regional and more, so stay tuned. Now, back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 6.15, now 6.16, we are back on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. I am Colin Likas. Jim Russell will be back in a little bit. Going to get to our next guest, Kevin Taylor, here in just a moment, St. Joseph Ogden boys basketball coach. I uh, wanted to remind everybody again, since we're on the Illini Prairie buzz, that uh, Lise Knudsen going for the all-time Unity basketball, girls basketball scoring record. It's Unity basketball altogether. Unity basketball scoring record. Uh, Brian Cardinal currently holds that record. Uh, Lise needs 15 points tonight to break that mark. So that, uh, that will be very interesting. We'll be keeping close tabs on it to see if that does happen tonight that game starts at seven o'clock uh but we are going to jump over now to our interview with kevin taylor of the saint joseph ogden girls basketball team kevin thank you so much for being part of our show tonight you're welcome no problem well uh you your girls i know uh, things have been tough of late coming off losses to to bismarck and auburn but overall 19 and 8 uh how do you feel like this group is positioned right now with one week left in the regular season uh what how do you feel about the direction of this group of girls right now well, you know, we, we still have some work to do, but uh, at the same time, um, really, um, like our talent, like our athleticism, and we just, uh, we're looking for a little more consistency this time of year, but, uh, you know, we're excited. It's, uh, it's a really fun time of the season. Well, uh, you guys uh, competed in the Illini Prairie Sangamo Challenge at Moroa Forsyth on Saturday. Uh, first year of that event, pretty cool. The boys' version coming up this weekend. But uh, it seemed like there were a lot of competitive matchups over there in Moroa, and your guys' was one of the most competitive, 42-40 to 40 against Auburn. Uh, how cool was it to be part of that matchup? You know, I actually enjoyed that a lot. It was uh, it was fun. Uh, I didn't get to see all the games that day, but... Uh following the scores and, and watching some of the games that I could. It was uh, a really nice environment. And, uh, you know, our game was very competitive. It's it's good to see a team. That's a team we wouldn't normally see. And uh, this time of year, it's good to see teams that uh, you're not familiar with and, you know, throw maybe throw a few different wrinkles at you so you can kind of prepare as, a, as you get ready for postseason. But, uh, yeah, like you said, it was a very competitive game, and I think it was a good experience for us overall. Well, uh, let's talk about some of the girls. I mean, first of all, uh, we talked uh, after the well before and after the Bismarck game last Wednesday about uh, Hannah Dukeman being back. Uh, no, she was in danger and maybe missing the entire season with that uh, off-season wrist surgery she had. And it was her first game back against Bismarck. You would have liked it to end up as a win, of course, but just having her back on the court, I mean, she's been there as kind of a, a player coach, I suppose, while she's been hurt. But how nice has it been to, to have her back on the floor these last couple games? Well, first Hannah's a great kid, and um, I'm just happy for her that she gets to enjoy a little or get a chance to play a little bit of her senior year. 
And uh, so it was, it was good to see her out there. And, I, and she's she's got, I would think if you ask her, she would say this too. But she's got some work to do as far as getting in game shape. And she's been trying, but uh, you know she's missed most of the season. And, but uh, we'll take her uh, at any strength we can get her. She is uh, definitely a difference maker. And uh, just uh, the the offense of this team, I mean, it struck me throughout the entire season how uh, it's no one girl is the same scoring leader each night. It's somebody else each night, it feels like. Maybe it's Katie Kramer or Ella Armstrong or Atley Hamilton, whoever it is. Were you kind of expecting to get this sort of uh, offensive balance throughout the season, especially with Hannah sidelined for most of it? Yeah, like you said, with Hannah sidelined and and we lost a lot of scoring last year, so you know we knew we'd have to kind of develop some new uh, players that could score. And like I said a little bit earlier, we we have a lot of a lot of athletes, and I'm not I guess I'm not too surprised that it could be a different one each night because uh, you know it's it's a learning experience, and uh, I do like it though because if one girl maybe not is not having the best night shooting, there's usually someone right there picking up the slack. So it's uh, actually been kind of uh, nice this season. And you guys, I mean, uh, like you said, it's kind of uh, been a learning experience. You're kind of building back up after losing uh, several key seniors. But, I mean, you guys have responded well, the girls have. I mean, the schedule you guys play is one of the tougher ones, I would say, among uh, Area 2A schools. And uh, the girls have managed almost 20 wins already. I mean, are they exceeding your expectations at this point, or how would you uh, how would you rate that, I guess? I don't know if I'd rate it that they're exceeding it. Um, they're, like I said, they – one thing I can uh, I can definitely say about the girls all year long is they play really hard. Um, obviously, as a coach, you know you can uh, pick on some things, and you know one thing I mentioned earlier was consistency, and we're we're looking for that. But the girls, they definitely play hard. You know, once uh, once uh, we're in the game and going, but uh, you know it's it, it, the biggest thing is the learning experience, and that's that's where the consistency comes in. Talking with St. Joseph Ogden girls basketball coach Kevin Taylor. Uh, these last two games, like we said at the top, obviously not the, the results you wanted, but uh, getting these good tests right before the postseason, right before that really tough Class 2A regional that you guys are going to be hosting. How important uh, are these two are those two games, and also the two games coming up against Mattoon and Bloomington Central Catholic going to be for your girls? Well, you know, they're, they're all important. Um, because you know, once you get in the regionals, it's it's uh, you know winter go home. But like you said, we uh, we do feel like we have a very tough schedule, and uh, the last two games are no exception. And Mattoon is a very good team, and and so is uh, Bloomington Central Catholic. So we we definitely have our hands full, and we've talked about that with the team. And and it's uh, you know from here on out, that's that's just the way it is. Uh, the, the area is actually really uh, balanced, I believe. And there's a lot of really good teams in this area, so there are no easy games left. Yeah, you talk about balance. Uh, I think the Illini Prairie Conference, uh, probably the best example of that. It just, uh, I, I thought maybe early on Olympia was kind of standing out uh, among the girls' teams, and they, they kind of fell back into the pack. And really it is just a, a pack is what it feels like. Everybody is beating everybody right now. I mean, is this kind of what you're expecting from the league this year? Oh, I actually was. You know, uh, kind of as you go through the season, you, you try to try to keep an eye on the future besides focusing on, uh, you know, the day-to-day and, the year you're in but uh th- just looking ahead last year that there was i could tell there's a lot of talent coming back and you know i think B- uh, bloomington central catholic still undefeated but other than that like you said there's a there's a few teams that'll get on a roll but uh it's it's been very competitive and and really a tough conference this year 
Well, talk about com- competitive, the Class 2A St. Joseph Ogden Regional that's going to start next week. Uh, I mean, you guys got that number two seed, but you got third seeded Villagrove Heritage in there. You got Tuscola in there. You got Clinton in there. I mean, that's a, that's a really challenge. You got Schlarman in there, the defending two-time Class 1A state champion. I mean, that's a really challenging group. Were you, uh, were you surprised at all by just how loaded that uh, that field was going to be for you guys? Well, after when when, uh, when the sub sectionals came out, like all the teams are in it, the, the other side of our regional uh, of that bracket is is probably just as tough. And th- like I said, there are a lot of really good teams out there, and and I'm not too surprised that, uh, like I said, there's no easy games left. We you know uh, we play the winner of Tuscola Clinton, and uh, we better be ready. So I mean it's it's it is uh, it's really uh, really balanced and. Uh, about the way I was talking to a few coaches, and I really, really feel like any team could almost beat any team on any night. Sure. And, I mean, just uh, you take any advantage you can get this time of year. Like you said, there's no easy ones. Being at home for this regional, how important might that be to the girls? Well, you know, being at home is nice. You're, you're, you're familiar with the court and the baskets, and you hope, uh, and I'm sure we will, we've had great following all year. You know, I hope your home crowd can help you when things get tough but uh you know we hope it hope it helps us uh, get over the edge and um you know we've talked i don't want to keep repeating myself but we've talked about how tough it's going to be so uh, we will take any advantage we can get st joseph ogden girls basketball coach kevin taylor kevin thanks again for taking some time for us and good luck to the girls here moving forward i appreciate it thank you we're going to take our second break here on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. When we come back, we are going to be joined by a pair of Judah Christian boys basketball players, Noah Jackson and Tyler Grenda, so stay tuned for that. The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. Six twenty-eight. back on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas. Our two Judah Christian boys basketball players are in studio with us, but before we jump to them, we are going to get into our girls basketball top ten, which Jim told me <laughs> took a hiatus last week, but uh, it's back now, so we're going to we're going to get into it here and uh, offer up our latest top ten for the girls. We've got two new teams this week as well. Uh, our number 10 team this week is one of those new teams. It's the Watsika Warriors. Wow! Warriors are 20-7. and seven. They lost to Danville in a very close game, but beat Paxton Buckley-Loda. That's a quality win for Watsika. Uh, the Warriors are at Beecher on Tuesday in their next game, one of uh, just two area teams not uh, in action tonight. Our number 9 team, the Paxton Buckley-Loda Panthers. Wow! Panthers uh, stayed the same at number nine after losses to Unity and Watsika, both close losses. Uh, even though uh, they lost both those games, I uh, felt it was okay to keep them in the top ten because of how close the losses were and the quality of the opponent. PBL is 18-8 and on the season, though, and hosts Gibson City Melvin Sibley tonight in a Ford County rivalry game. Our number eight team this week, people have probably been wondering where they've been back in the rankings, the Schlarman Hilltoppers. Wow! Hilltoppers are 14-6. and six. I think they're back in the rankings for the first time since probably week two of this show. Uh, they beat Armstrong Potomac, Hoopston area, and DeLand Weldon last week. Schlarman is at Milford tonight in the Vermilion Valley Conference game. Our number seven team, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. 
Wow! Spartans are 19 and 8. They're down two spots this week after beating Rantoul, but losing to Bismarck and to Auburn. St. Joe is at Mattoon on Tuesday, as Kevin Taylor said earlier in the show. Our number six team up one spot this week, the Unity Rockets. Wow! Unity's 18 and 8 beat Paxton Buckley Loda, but lost to Pontiac in overtime, then beat Illini Central in overtime the next night. Hosting Monticello tonight are the Unity Rockets, and Elise Knudsen will go for that all-time scoring mark for Unity basketball, boys or girls. Our number five team down one spot this week, the Prairie Central Hawks. Wow! Hawks are 24-5. and five. They're actually up one spot this week, I'm sorry. Uh, Prairie Central lost to Bloomington Central Catholic, but beat Leroy, Rantoul, and Williamsville. Prairie Central is at Chillicothe IVC tonight. Our number four team this week, no change, the Villagrove Heritage Blue Devils. Wow! Blue Devils are 21-5. and five. It's going to become kind of a theme, you'll notice, the five losses, because our top five teams all have exactly five losses. But anyway, Villagrove Heritage uh, defeated, Hoopston, defeated Decatur Lutheran, Georgetown Ridge Farm, and Arcola last week. Sorry, I was jumping up a line there. Villagrove Heritage is hosting Cumberland tonight in a Lincoln Prairie Conference game. Our number three team this week, the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin Blue Devils. Wow! Blue Devils are 24-5. and five. No change in their ranking after wins over Hoopston area, St. Joseph Ogden, and Milford. Some quality wins there, but the teams ahead of them uh, just refuse to be bumped down. Uh, Bismarck Henning is hosting Salt Fork tonight. Our number two team, no change this week, the Tri-County Titans. Wow! Titans are 22-5. and five. They beat Argenta Oriana and Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond last week and host Okaw Valley tonight. And our number one team, again, no change this week, the Sullivan Redskins. Oh, there you go. Sullivan, 20-5, and five, beat Tuscola, but lost to Decatur St. Teresa in overtime in the Central Illinois Conference Tournament Championship game. St. Teresa is a number one seed in the Class 2A playoffs, so I didn't dock Sullivan for that loss, especially since it was in overtime. But Sullivan has a chance at revenge tonight because they host those same St. Teresa Bulldogs. So that's our girls' basketball top 10, and we will get to the boys' basketball top 10 later on in the show. Judah Christian is among our top 10 teams, and we've got two members of that team sitting in studio with me right now, Noah Jackson and Tyler Grenda. Guys, thank you for making the short drive over here after practice, and uh, Noah, I will direct the first question to you. Excuse me, because I know you uh, you recently scored your 1,000th career points, and uh, congratulations yeah. on that. Uh, did you know that moment was coming? Yeah, I knew it was coming. Uh, going into the game, I was about 27 points away. So <laughs> Just 27, and you, yeah. you made quick work of that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, how does it feel to, to be among the ranks of uh, four figures? I mean, that's not an easy accomplishment. It feels real good. Um, ever since the beginning of high school, that's always been one of my goals, to score 1,000. So it's just uh, nice to know that the hard work paid off in the end. Sure. And uh, Tyler, uh, in addition to Noah uh, reaching his milestone, you guys are on a roll right now, just winning games left and right. You guys have only lost uh, four games on the season. I know the last two seasons have been very successful, making it to a sectional for the first time in program history a couple of years ago. But uh, did you expect 19-4 uh, and four at this point? Is this about where you guys expected to be right now? Um, yeah, I think since our sophomore year, we've just been – pushing and practicing hard every day and uh, I think we're trying to we're trying to set a good standard for our school and program so. sure sure uh, well, maybe it's a recent win but maybe it was one way back I know you guys have played in some some challenging events including that BSN classic uh, was there one win this season though that maybe stood out maybe one that was kind of defining for you guys so far this year <laughs> tough one huh that is a good question <laughs> um <laughs> 
I don't know. We've played we've played a few uh, tough teams for sure. Um, what's one that? Yeah, I got one. I got Go one. Ahead. Go ahead. So in the uh, um, in our Winter Classic tournament, mm-hmm. I think when we beat uh, Salt Fork in that tournament, mm-hmm. that was a yeah. uh, that was probably a defining moment because for all of my career, we've never beat them in that tournament mm-hmm. because we'd beat them at home, beat them away in the regular season, but then we come to that tournament, we lose, and we lost three years in a row. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's pretty defining for us. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Well, uh, Noah, since uh, Tyler Tyler handled that one, I'll throw <laughs> it back to you. Just uh, as far as uh, getting ready for the postseason here, you still got a few weeks of the regular season. You got the East Central Illinois Conference Tournament, but uh, how do you guys feel like you're positioned right now to possibly make another run in the uh, the Class 1A postseason? Uh, I think we're positioned well. We still have a couple things to work on in practice, for sure, that we're focusing, but I think um, our performance in the regular season and what we'll do in the conference tournament um, really set us in a good position for regionals. Sure, sure. And Tyler, I mean, this is something I've noticed watching you guys, especially over these last few years. I mean, you guys are one of the most prolific three-point shooting teams in our area, I think. <laughs> I mean, it seems like anybody on the floor can really shoot threes for you guys. How is that something you guys have uh, cultured and developed, I guess, over there? Um, I think it comes from the off season because mm-hmm. that's one thing that we've stressed in the off season is that even when we're not practicing as a team, go to the Y, go and shoot threes, and when we come together, we play together, and that's what we, a lot of, everyone can just shoot. I mean, that's what, it's a lot of trust in that, too. I don't, I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but who's the best three-point shooter on the team? That's a good question. I'd have to check the percentages on that. <laughs> right, come on. <laughs> We're sticking to the numbers, huh? <laughs> That's probably a good way to do it, though. That makes sure you know who it is. Uh, talking with two members of the Judah Christian boys basketball team, Noah Jackson and Tyler Grenda. But uh, let's talk a little bit more about the offense. Uh, Noah, it's not just three-pointers, obviously. You guys can get it done in a lot of ways. And just the, the up-tempo you guys play with. I mean, I saw you guys do it against Tuscola, almost uh, pulled out the win against them using that up-tempo offense. And it's gotten you guys a lot of wins uh, besides that I mean just what does it take for you guys from a practice perspective from a preparation perspective to run such a high tempo offense um I think really pushing the ball in practice and uh emphasizing our speed because a lot of the time when we catch the defense off guard that's our best opportunities to score sure sure and Tyler how about on the defensive end I mean we talk about your guys' offense a lot just because it can be so prolific but uh do you feel like uh you guys are maybe just as good if not even better on defense how do you guys feel about your defensive efforts Oh, I think as a team, it's definitely grown significantly since the start of the season. Mm-hmm. At you know, like you have your teams, you have your players mesh together once the season kind of gets full swing, and I think it's starting to click right now. And I just can't wait for postseason. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you guys, it's not a big school, obviously. Judah Christian's not, but I noticed at that Tuscola game. I mean, the fan support there—it's it's, it's kind of crazy. The mm-hmm. whole the whole section was packed. Oh, yeah. uh, the student section, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, uh, the kids were wearing Christmas gear right before Christmas <laughs> in that Tuscola game. Uh, how cool is it to just have basically? It seems like the whole school's there whenever you guys play a game. Yeah, it's um, even though we're a small school, it's really great to have a a lot of our students come out and support especially our friends, all that. Yeah. Tyler, is there uh, maybe a a favorite um, home game from maybe not even just this season, but your whole time there at Judah, just one game where the crowd was just electric, one that you'll never really forget? Mm. (laughs) I'm throwing the hard questions at you guys. (laughs) Got to go back in our memory. Yeah, right? That's true. That's true. 
<laughs> I'd say the Tuscola game this year was Tuscola. definitely one of the biggest ones. Okay. Okay. Yeah, was, the gym was, was really big. loud. Yeah, that's a good point. And also our senior night, we had a mm. pretty big crowd as well. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Tyler, you guys uh, have the East Central Illinois Conference Tournament coming up after you guys play Normal Calvary and uh, and Leroy. Uh, East Central Illinois Conference, uh, you guys have done pretty well in the league, especially over the last few years. How do you like your guys' chances of winning that tournament? I would like to say we uh, we don't want to assume anything, mm-hmm. but we just want to give it our all because we want to keep that standard right. We've mm-hmm. won it, was that two years in a row? We mm-hmm. want to keep that standard going, we want to push and get three in a row. Sure. And no, I mean, just what is, what is the importance of winning that tournament? I mean, obviously it may seem, seem obvious because it's your conference tournament, but I mean, right before the postseason, how important is it for you guys to, to perform well in that event? Uh, I think winning the... Um conference will definitely boost our confidence a little bit and just make us want to keep playing real hard sure okay and tyler uh, we, we keep talking about the postseason it's right around the corner you guys will know your seed here in a couple weeks right. uh, i guess as far as just preparation uh, noah mentioned you guys are working on some things but what do you guys really have to do to make sure you're at a uh, tip-top shape come postseason time i guess well there's always something to improve on i guess because mm-hmm. Once you uh, you already have all the plays set, right? Mm-hmm. It's just getting them refined and executing them in the game time, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe situational practice, sure. different situations that you can practice in, and seeing how we handle the pressure. Mm-hmm. That always something that you, it's hard to put into practice, but like you know, that mentality can help you uh, execute it in the game. Sure. Okay. Noah Jackson and Tyler Grenda, Judah Christian Boys basketball team, they're in action against Normal Calvary on February 7th at 7.30. That's a home game. Also February 11th at home against Leroy. Guys, thank you again for joining me on the show tonight. When we come come (laughs) back, we will be joined by Villagrove Heritage Boys basketball coach Corey White. So stay tuned for that. Now, back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 642 on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas, and Jim Rosso is back in his chair. Welcome back, Judy Jim. Kids just signed the Wall of Fame. Excellent. We'll get that to Dennis Reekin after the season. I told, as I told Fired you, up. we've uh, we've had so many kids wow. on the air this. Year. <laughs> we've had so many kids on the air this year who have uh, done it over the phone. We're yeah. gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, make some trips around uh, our area and get that thing signed at the at the schools. I'll get some pictures of it too. Again, so thanks, for you. thanks to all the coaches and players for making time on a Monday mm-hmm. night. It's not the easiest thing to do to come no. into our studio and. Uh, the kids do a great job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know, I really would uh, enjoy having some more girls on the show live. It's so tough to do it on a Monday, though. I mean, uh, like I said when I was doing the top ten, we only have two area teams, to my knowledge, that are not playing a game tonight. So, I mean, that's uh, you're not going to ask the girls to come in and then go play basketball. It doesn't work that way. So, uh, trying as hard as we can, though. Had some St. Joe Ogden girls on earlier in the season. We'll see who else we can get as the postseason comes around. You, uh, you got any postseason favorites for girls uh, basketball in just, small school i'm just stunned that it's the postseason i know we got I it really fast, am didn't we? when i heard you talking about that that yeah. uh, that that's just around the corner um yep. as we head into march usually i'm i usually wait to them but shoot the girls uh, are are going fast then so we'll see yeah i mean uh, i'm really looking forward to that class 2a 
St. Joseph Ogden Regional that we were talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. that to me is just – there's some good fields out there. Uh, Sullivan has a really tough regional there in. But St. Joseph Ogden, I mean, that's just uh, – they, they're they a good team. Villagrove Heritage is a good team. You put Schlarman in there. I mean, they've won the state title in Class 1A the last two years. I realize they're they're a different team now, but they mm-hmm. still have a Dayton signee on the team, and Capria Brown wrote about her for the Sunday's News Gazette. You got Tuscola, which is always tough. You got Clinton, which is always tough. I mean, I'm going to enjoy going to that region. Okay, my dark horse? Sure. Villagrove Heritage. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. I don't even know if that's really a dark horse at this point. They might be – they could be a favorite in that one. I don't know who the favorite of that region is. That's tough. If you you asked me who the favorite was, I'd probably pick a different team every day, honestly. But Villagrove Heritage just talked about their girls – we got their boys coach on the line right now, Corey White, because the Villagrove Heritage boys aren't doing too bad themselves. They're 15-9 and nine and came within inches of winning the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament. We'll talk about that and more with Coach White. Corey, thank you so much for being part of our show this week. Well, thank you for having me on. Well, I know you would uh, like to be talking about a win in the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament, but, I mean, uh, let's just talk about that tournament in general. It was, uh, as far as the seeding goes, I mean, you might as well throw the seeds out. It was a 5-6 matchup in the championship, and uh, the seeds were just defied all over the place. What does that tell you about this conference? Uh, we knew coming into this season that this conference was going to be a dogfight night in and night out. Um, one of my assistants and I talk about it all the time about we couldn't wait till our games are over to see how the matchups from the rest of the league went, but to be a part of it and be in our game would be stressful enough. But I mean, it just showed in the conference tournament that the seeds didn't really matter. It was just throw the ball up and see who's ready to go that night. Well, uh, you guys were well versed in playing close games during that conference tournament. You won your opener against Saragorda Bement by one point. Then you uh, then you beat Okaw Valley by three points, and then the the two point loss to Cumberland. How did you like the fight the guys showed? I guess the uh, the the bend don't break the guys showed throughout that tournament. Yeah, that was that was a good thing that we saw out of our guys that they they never quit on anything. Uh, we were behind in those last two games, the semifinal game against Okaw Valley. Uh, you know, they would make a run, we'd make a run right back, and we finally made a bigger run at the end to get the lead and then finished it off the end. And same thing against Cumberland in the championship game. We were down 17 in the third quarter and made a run and, and had the lead at the end. And they just, you know, they made a, a pretty good or a lucky shot. I don't know if lucky or not, but uh, shot there at the end to turn it to overtime. And then, you know, we just couldn't pull it out in the end. Yeah, I mean, take me through that game. I was kind of uh, following along the last minute or so on Twitter and then into overtime. Just seemed like uh, it was a raucous atmosphere. Fans sounded like they were really into it. And, I mean, you guys gave them a game. What was that What was that moment, that game like, I suppose, despite it being a loss? Yeah, that was. Uh, it was a great crowd, great atmosphere. Uh, everything you expect out of a championship ball game. Both teams making runs back and forth in the first half. And then the second half there, you know, like you said, that last minute, uh, we we took a two point lead. They came down and tied it up, um, and then we got the ball back. Came down, I think, got a bucket from Jake Eversall to to take a two point lead there again. And uh, they went back down. They had a couple chances at their basket. We finally got a we finally got a rebound tie up and uh, had the possession arrow. So we inbound the ball uh, to to Eversall, and he went to the free throw line, made one of two, and they knocked down a shot on the other end they're at right at the buzzers then it's overtime so um just loud atmosphere is crazy and it continued the whole the whole night it was a great crowd 
Alan, you guys uh, get a chance uh, at, at really quick revenge, I suppose. I was talking earlier about the Sullivan girls basketball team playing in the Central Illinois Conference Tournament Final. They went to overtime, lost their game as well, and they get to play the team they lost to a few nights later. You guys get to do the same thing against Cumberland. How much are you guys looking forward to that game tomorrow night? Uh, we're really looking forward to that. Um, we kind of had a mantra going in the conference tournament. We'd already played Saragordo B. Mint and Oka Valley in mm-hmm. conference play and lost to both teams and said, you know, we wanted to have a like a revenge train to get those two back, and we won those two games. And so we'll just continue that trend here, you know, tomorrow night when we have Cumberland come to our place. And, you know, talking to Coach Rodel from uh, from Cumberland, he was not looking forward to coming up to our place tomorrow night <laughs> after the game we had Saturday. But it just seems like every time we play each other, that's in Cumberland, it, it's a it's a battle going back to last year in the the LOVC Southeast. Talking with Villagrove Heritage Boys basketball coach Corey White. Corey, let's get into some of the uh, individual players. Uh, I, I had St. Joseph Ogden girls coach Kevin Taylor on earlier, and I was talking to him about the balance his team has offensively. I feel like your team kind of operates in the same vein. I feel like whenever I, I write up reports on your team, it's never the same guy who's the leading scorer. I mean, how have you felt about the offense? Yeah, it, it, that's kind of what we've been dealing with all year. We're not sure who who's going to be our man that night. Um, there's nights where Logan Norn has, has been dominant inside and we just keep giving him the ball. And, you know, he's had a couple games where he's had 33 and 32. And then Jake Eversall, he, he's been injured. He's come back here in the last two weeks. And, you know, we looked at him at the start of the year as our leading scorer. And, he, you know, Saturday night he had 26. And he's capable of doing that in multiple games. And then every once in a while we have Blake Smith that steps up. As our as our point guard, he can he so quick he gets guys by guys into the basket that you know he's kind of the the third option in a way, but sometimes he is the first option. So and then we got some role players that every now and then you know, they'll score ten points that that we need to help us win a ball game. So Sam Reno, Eric Sorensen, Isaac McHoey, and Carson Howard. They're just we don't know every night who's going to be the the one that steps up and helps us out. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, all those guys you just named, are, are any of those guys, would you say, maybe is the biggest surprise in a positive way? Uh, or was is there really been no surprise on this team? Is this exactly what you expected from this group? Uh, I would say Carson Howard is probably the biggest surprise because he, he hasn't played since eighth grade. Uh, he came back out this year, but he came with us all summer trying to decide whether he wanted to come out and play. And you could see that he was working some of that rust off over the summer and the first through the first month of the season, they, a little bit of that too. But he's gained confidence. He's starting to understand what we want to do on offense and defense, and he's gotten more comfortable. And he's really starting to play well. I mean, he he's had games where he scored double figures, and then like Saturday night, he had ten rebounds. So he's doing a little bit of everything that we kind of hoped that he would be able to do for us. Well, uh, you guys still have a few weeks of the regular season left, but uh, uh, that postseason is going to be right around the corner. You guys find out your uh, postseason seed and positioning next week. Uh, what does this team still have to work on in order to be postseason ready? Um, I think finishing some of these close ball games. We, we've lost a few close ones. Um, we've also, you know, we're going to be facing some a little bit bigger competition than what we have. But what I like about our conferences is. It is competitive night in and night out, so we are, I think, ready for those competitive ball games. And our guys never quit on a game, so I don't think I don't think we're ever out of a game. So I think as long as we keep producing that and just fine tune the little things on the offensive and defensive end, we'll be ready for postseason play. 
Yeah, and I mean, just talk about, let's talk about potential of this group. I mean, you guys came into the season, I know, with pretty high expectations, and 15 wins is nothing to scoff at. You guys could be at 20 before the, the playoffs start. I mean, what not necessarily the ceiling, but uh, what do you feel like this group is capable of doing come postseason time? I think, I think this group could make make a little surprise run. Uh, we're we're kind of young. We're full. We've got a lot of juniors that we're playing. Uh, we play m- maybe three seniors at most in a game, and so they're still kind of learning a little bit. You know, the varsity basketball atmosphere. Some of them played last year on our team that was very successful, and so I think just continuing that, and I, I think we might be able to sneak up on somebody and surprise somebody in a, in a regional. Corey White, Villagrove Heritage Boys Basketball Coach. Corey, thanks again for making some time for us, and good luck to you and the boys moving forward. No, thank you. Appreciate it, Colin. Great stuff from Coach. You ever played basketball with Corey White before? Might have. <laughs> Just curious. It seems like you play basketball with probably half the coaches in our area. That's what it feels like anyway. And I'm showing the effects of that in my <laughs> aging days. Nice. Much sore. Much more sore yeah. these days, right, oh, yeah. Colin? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. I, you know, the thing that's interesting to me, and this doesn't have to do so much with basketball, just more of the Villagrove Heritage Cooperative, we don't have a lot of female ADs in our area, athletic directors. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me, the Villagrove Heritage, that co-op has two. Yeah. Noreen uh, Acton. Lori Archer. Lori Archer. Yeah, both really, really good at what they do, really helpful to us. And, uh, yeah, kind of kind of an interesting fact. Shout out to them for, for doing a good job of keeping us informed and keeping us updated on things. All right, we got the boys' top ten that will be in tomorrow's News Gazette. Uh, that's about all we have left on the short night. we got Brad Underwood coming next, 7 o'clock at uh, Papa Dell's. Hopefully Curious he's, to see what he has he's to talk cooled about. down. Hey, it wasn't him who was yelling. It was everybody else. He got the out of there. Yeah, he went I, quick. That's what I was asking. I was asking people who, mm-hmm. who were well, who were in the know, where where'd Brad go? Oh, he already went through the line. Who's that rivalry, Colin, the boys' rivalry that uh, is kind of like Iowa, Illinois? I, I might can i guess here i i've got I go one. central urbana friday night yeah right? that's a good one that's a Those good one i'll be i'll be at that game i would say you know based on past couple of years centennial urbana seems to be the one that hmm. the the kids i mean it's not that they get up more for that game okay. but it seemed more fiery the last few years for All for right. whatever reason i mean uh centennial's been pretty good at controlling tempo this year and urbana is just a team that likes okay. to run up and down the floor i think their two styles kind of just crunch heads and that causes the kids to get a little fired up well that's the only bummer i got about this friday night you know illinois maryland is playing that rare yeah. friday night home game and doggone it you got central urbana with the biggest right. big 12 game of the year over in urbana yeah, that's gonna be a huge uh, game but uh you know too what? Bad they have to share the spotlight that's okay that means uh you're does, over that does that does that mean more that i'll, I'll be alone covering the game yeah. I, I doubt it but uh more people are going to be covering the illinois game maybe i don't know but uh yeah let's jump into our boys basketball top 10 centennials in it champagne central's in it urbana's in it it's mm-hmm. full of big school flair although the re- the records aren't you know stellar but they play such tough schedules again it's going to be the greatest regional of all time i know yeah. you don't have a overwhelming favorite but you got everybody with a similar record i still think danville could be a favorite if they get healthy i i would really okay. just for the sake of you know watching the kid play i would like tevin smith to get back on the floor but you don't want to rush him back he's only a junior can't rush knee knee issues okay. he already had acl surgery so you can't rush that but i'm going to stick with my maroons you know that that's I, fair i kind of have fair. to yeah but uh, they, they, they went to manual and came up with the big w last yeah, that was a good weekend one. and that's big 12 wide open this year i mean anyone can win it i think Let's jump into our top 10, though, for boys basketball, our number 10 team this week. No change in the ranking, the Centennial Chargers. Wow. 
Chargers are 12 and 11. They have won their last three games, defeated Corliss, the reigning fourth place team in Class 2A. Also beat East Peoria. Those games both came in the same day in East Peoria in a single day event. Centennial is hosting Mattoon next in a non-conference game. Should be a good one. Our number nine team, same conference as Mattoon, the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Wow! Bulldogs down one spot at 12-10 and 10 this week. They beat Bloomington and Rantoul, lost to Lincoln, a very good Lincoln team. That's not really why Muhammad's down in the rankings. It's more so because some other teams are up. But anyway, Muhammad is next against Normal Community and Mount Zion. Lincoln hosts sectional, correct, Colin? I believe that's I right believe off the top of my head. A, that's going to be a handful for yeah. anybody who gets that. Uh, yeah, I went, to, I went to Lincoln last year for a sectional. Uh, saw Urbana play against Lincoln. That was when Jermaine Hamlin was still on the team. And... Uh, Lincoln was good then, and apparently they're still just as good, even yep. though Jermaine Hamlin's at Illinois. Our number eight team this week, the Judah Christian Tribe. Wow! Tribe is down one spot this week through no fault of its own. 19-4 and four on the season as Judah has not lost in its last eight games. Matches up with Normal Cavalry and Leroy moving forward. Our number seven team this week is up two spots, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Wow! Spartans are 15-6. and six. They're at a win streak of five after wins over Prairie Central and Westville. St. Joseph Ogden will welcome Monticello to town on Tuesday. Our number six team down three spots this week, the Prairie Central Hawks. Wow! Prairie Central's 18-6. and six. They dropped road contests to Pontiac and St. Joseph Ogden. That Illini Prairie Conference isn't only crazy in girls basketball, it's also in boys. Prairie Central is hosting Tri-Valley in a non-conference game next. Also faces Unity in Illini Prairie play soon. Our number five team this week, Jim's favorite, the Champaign Central Maroons. Wow! Maroons are 12-11, and 11, up one spot this week after defeating Peoria Manuel in their lone contest last week. Central will visit Urbana and Chatham-Glenwood next. Two good games on back-to-back nights. Our number four team this week, up one spot, the Urbana Tigers. Wow! Tigers are 12-10. and 10. They held off St. Thomas Moore and Danville last week for a pair of quality wins. Urbana faces Rantoul and Champaign Central this week. Then they got a game against East St. Louis. Talk about a tough challenge there. Mm. Our number three team this week down one spot, the Tuscola Warriors. Wow. Warriors are 19-2. and two. They were beaten soundly, though, by Paxton Buckley-Loda on their own floor last week. I was live at that game. You can see the video highlights at newsgazette.com. Tuscola did rebound, though, beating Clinton in the Central Illinois Conference Tournament's first round, and Tuscola will continue playing that this week. Our number two team this week is up two spots, the Paxton Buckley Loda Panthers. Wow! Panthers are 19-3. and three. They beat Tuscola, as I mentioned, for their fifth consecutive win. If they get number six, it'll be against Moments in the first round of the Sangamon Valley Conference Tournament on Tuesday. And our number one team, no change this week, the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. Blue Devils are 23-0, our lone unbeaten team remaining in boys or girls basketball after wins over Chrisman and Westville. Good matchup on tap for Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin against Georgetown Ridge Farm next, a rematch of the Vermilion County Tournament Final. All right, Colin Like is going to be at uh, Urbana on Friday night mm-hmm. covering the uh, Big 12 games. What else on your uh, schedule? Yeah, I've got a good schedule lined up. I'm, I know I'm going to be covering the Oakwood Schlarman girls basketball game coming up here. So looking forward to that. we got wrestling regionals this weekend, too. Going to mm. be covering a wrestling regional, I believe, in Muhammad. There's also one in St. Joe, but I believe I'm covering the one in Muhammad. And uh, uh, interesting change to that. Uh, probably worth fans uh, knowing. 
Uh, there's kind of more of a rolling schedule this year, so there's not a break in the middle, which means finals are going to start a lot earlier. So be okay. on the lookout if you are a wrestling fan. You don't want to miss your championship matches. Pick up your Sunday News Gazette. It's going to lead the sports section. We made that Excellent. decision earlier today. How wow, that was, that was quick, yeah. quick decision. There I like that. We like our wrestlers. How about that? Yep. Colin, great week. Uh, we'll see you at the area gyms. Sounds good, Jim. Thanks. How to wrap this week's Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. We'll be back next week here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Coming up next on both stations, the Coach Brad Underwood show at Papa Dell's. Brian Barnhart's all set up, ready to go down there, recapping the Iowa game, getting ready for Maryland on Friday. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, we will.